This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, September 28th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Brady promises farm tax relief. Freedom Caucus okays budget. Ag issues next up for NAFTA talks and WOTUS comments. The tax plan that Republicans are promising to begin moving in coming days leaves out important details that will be key to gauge the impact on farmers. But House Ways and Means Chairman Kevin Brady assures AgriPulse that the goal is to provide tax relief for small businesses and our farmers and ranchers, as well as our middle-class taxpayers. Brady said we want to make sure we create growth and higher paychecks in every sector. We will design to those goals. One of the key missing details is whether any restrictions will be put on small businesses and farms for writing off interest expenses. The tax plan calls for limiting interest expensing for corporations, but leaves the door open for allowing small businesses to continue writing off the interest they pay. The question is how that exemption will be written. Pressed by AgriPulse on that issue yesterday, Brady said the interest rules will be addressed in the committee's draft bill. He didn't say how. The tax plan also is silent on such issues as stepped-up basis for capital gains and cash accounting. Brady would say only that those matters are being left up to his committee. Effective tax rate is the key. Farmers and ranchers are largely in a defensive position in the tax debate since they have a number of important tax benefits that they need to keep. The GOP plan calls for lowering the maximum tax rate for pass-through businesses, including partnerships and sole proprietorships, to 25%. President Trump, speaking in Indianapolis, said that would be the lowest top margin rate for small businesses in more than 80 years and would make a big difference. Still, South Dakota farmer Scott Vanderwall, who testified before the House Ways and Means Committee this summer, emphasized in an email to AgriPulse that the effective tax rate is what ultimately matters, saying loss of deductions and credits such as business interest could actually push effective rates up even though nominal rates are lowered. Vanderwall is vice president of the American Farm Bureau Federation. Budget to kick off tax push. The House will pave the way for a tax bill by moving a fiscal 18 budget resolution starting next week. The hardline House Freedom Caucus has now thrown its support behind the budget blueprint despite originally insisting on much deeper cuts to food stamps and other welfare spending. The resolution would still require a $10 billion cut in the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program, but it remains to be seen whether the Senate would go along with that. Freedom Caucus Chairman Mark Meadows has since signaled that his main goal is to see the Farm Bill tighten work requirements on SNAP recipients. Third round of NAFTA talks wraps up. U.S., Canadian, and Mexican negotiators have ended the third round of the NAFTA talks, declaring that they made significant progress. But that progress was mostly on the least contentious issues. More difficult topics will take center stage next month, October 11th to 15th, when the NAFTA negotiators meet back in Washington. Mexican Economy Minister Alfonso Guerrero said at a press conference yesterday, we will have extensive challenges to overcome. The U.S. is expected soon to put proposals on the table on contentious topics, such as raising Mexican labor standards and ending the Canadian dairy pricing policy that curbs U.S. milk exports. Administration gets WOTUS input. The comment period on the Trump administration's proposal to repeal the Obama administration's WOTUS rule ended yesterday. 
thousands of comments, form letters, postcards, and emails were sent in, both in support and opposition to the proposal. All the major players in the debate were represented, including the American Farm Bureau Federation, which joined with dozens of its state affiliates and other major farm groups to urge repeal of the joint EPA-Army Corps of Engineers rule. The provisions of the 2015 rule are, quote, in various respects beyond the agency's statutory authority, inconsistent with the Supreme Court precedent, and contrary to the goals of the Clean Water Act, the group said. The rule, which was briefly enforced before being stayed by a federal appeals court, defines terms like tributary and adjacent in ways that make it impossible for a typical farmer or rancher to know whether the specific ditches or low areas at his or her farm will be deemed waters of the U.S., the group said. EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt has promised to propose a new rule by the first quarter of next year. The agency is holding listening sessions this month and next to gather input on the content of the new rule. Enviros, leave WOTUS alone. Environmental groups voiced strong support for the 2015 rule, saying they gathered more than half million comments opposing repeal. The National Wildlife Federation submitted extensive comments that said EPA's scheme to repeal and abstract the 2015 Clean Water Rule has thus far been hasty and haphazard, ignoring the strong legal and scientific basis for the rule. The agency has provided, quote, little opportunity for the many clean water stakeholders to voice their interest in inclusive Clean Water Act coverage to protect the nation's waters, that according to the National Wildlife Federation. Tyson settles CWA case. Tyson Poultry will pay a $2 million criminal fine and spend $500,000 to maintain and restore some waters in Missouri under a settlement with the Justice Department. According to the Department of Justice, Tyson will also hire an independent third-party auditor to examine all of its poultry facilities throughout the country to assess their compliance with the Clean Water Act and hazardous waste laws. The company also will be conducting specialized environmental training at its poultry processing plants and other facilities. Tyson pleaded guilty to two criminal charges of violating the Clean Water Act stemming from discharges at its slaughter and processing facility in Manette, Missouri. The charges arose out of a spill after the company mixed ingredients at its chicken feed at its feed mill in Aurora, Missouri, resulting in the death of more than 100,000 fish. Consumer groups delay menu suit. A federal judge has approved an agreement that the Center for Science and the Public Interest says paves the way for FDA to begin menu labeling requirements next spring. CSPI and the National Consumers League had sued the FDA over delays in implementing the regulations, which were originally supposed to go into effect in 2015. They agreed to a stay in their case after FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb announced last month he would issue guidance by the end of the year for companies that are subject to the labeling rules. If FDA doesn't meet the deadline, the lawsuit will proceed. Here's today's He Said It. That death tax is a disaster for this country and a disaster for so many small businesses and farmers, and we're getting rid of it. That President Donald Trump in Indianapolis. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, September 28th. 
AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a hybrid strategic consulting, marketing, and communications company that delivers innovative solutions and meaningful results to clients across the farm, food, environmental sciences, and lifestyle spectrum. For more information, please visit WideOpenThinking.com. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.